Connect and be blessed by the teachings of Pastor Charles Sinyaba, which will enable you to live a distinguished and supernatural life. Pastor Charles Sinyaba is a young and anointed man of God and preacher of the gospel. He is the head pastor of the Hopewell Revival Church, a vibrant supernatural youth church and the praying family, a non-denominational fellowship on KNUST campus. Have an expectation and prepare your heart to receive from God as you connect to the undiluted word of God. Let's delve into today's message. So, I have a special message today. I like the way you are celebrating. My message is entitled, No One Knows. <laughs> no one now Matthew 24 verse 36. Matthew 24 verse 36. Matthew 24 36. Uh-huh. But of I am preaching about no. Ampa, no one knows Ampa. No one knows again about sorry. That's what I'm preaching. No one knows today. Clap for hands Jesus. I never knew this girl would come to check. Clap for her too. Tell somebody, no one knows. Now, when you say no one knows, then you touch your nose. No one. If you don't say it, I'll stop preaching. No one. All right. Let's be quick. Read it. Matthew 24, verse 36. I believe this message will will change somebody's perspective. Hallelujah. Because what you hear can determine the change that comes to you. Yeah, what you keep hearing can determine the change that comes to you. If you don't hear the right words, automatically you can never become a right man. If you keep hearing the right message, that is when your life begins to turn around. It was when the people heard a right word. Now Mary told them, whatever he tells you to do, do it. It was what they heard that turned the water into wine. Yeah, so whatever you hear can turn something in your life. If you hear something bad, it can turn you from a good person to a bad person. So, open up your heart and let God talk to you. You see, some of us, when the moment we come to church, we switch off. We start thinking about footballers who don't know us. How many of you here can tell me that Messi knows you? Some of you can comment under his Instagram stash, oh, Messi, you are my idol, you are my God, you are my, you are my God, you are my Aponche, you are my pork. Yet he doesn't respond. I'm, the, I'm your Messi here today, so let me, let me dribble some things out of your life. Hey! So I am talking to you about no one knows. No one. No, I said no one. Uh, read it. However, no one knows the day or the hour. However, no one knows the days or the hour. Please take note. However, no one knows the day, number one. The hour, number two. When these things will happen. Not even the angels. Not even the angels. There are things men know. And there are some things men don't know. Now do you know that men know when snow will come? We know weather season. We can enter into a season and the weather forecast can predict that. Oh, Charlie, we will be entering into winter, summer, autumn, spring. So men have knowledge in some things. But this scripture is also defiling. You see, this scripture is also telling us that however, however simply means that though there are things men know, but however, no one knows the day or hour. There are things men have an idea as to how they will happen. But no one knew that there was going to be an earthquake in Turkey. No one knew. Even the, the best whatever Weather forecasters, ground forecasters, sea forecasters, all the casters could not cast their brains to know that there was going to be an earthquake. Now, I am preaching to you about an important message. That can change your life if only you give me your ears. Because your ears is an entrance to which a spirit can enter for your life to change. Today, I've been soaking in messages. Yeah, today, I've I've not gone out. Me, if I don't come, if I'm not coming here, there's nowhere I go. I have no friend to visit because nobody also visits me. 
I'm only visited by God, like Adam. In the cool of the day, God came to Adam. So I'm always in the morning, when it's getting to the cool of the day, that's when I realize that the Holy Ghost just walks into my room and then he begins to teach me many things. Receive divine visitation. However, no one knows the day or hour. Hello? How many of you were in class and you knew when the class was supposed to be over? Give me a wave. Like you know you have to go to class 8 a.m. and close at. So that means you have knowledge in that area. When it's time, all the class begins to go. And the lecturer will know that it is what? But the Bible says in this one, however, no one knows the day or time these things will happen. That simply means that there are things about to happen that you don't know. There are things about to happen your mother will not be able to know. Your father will not be able to know. Your siblings will not be able to know. Your doctor will not be able to know. Our lawyers will not be able to know. Our prophets will not be able to know. Our pastors will not be able to know. Not even angels will not be able to know. So the question is, what is that thing? I mean, that's the question you must ask yourself. That's why I said earlier. There are things men have idea. As a student, you have an idea as to when you're going to write the mid-semester exam. Anna, are you sure? How many of you students know when they give you paper, they write on the paper two hours? So you start at 8.30 to what? 10.30. So you know when to start the exams and you know when to... That's what you know. But there is something the Bible is about to happen. The Bible says there are things about to happen. No man knows. And the Bible goes on to say, angels don't even know. That's what shocks me. Because angels have supernatural abilities. An angel can disappear from here and enter US and come back right now. Right now. Because a motive to me, a magic there. May your angel disappear and appear. No one. So the question is, what is it that no man knows? No talk of even the sharpest prophet in, in, in our days. That is why Elijah said, Oh God, this one day you have hidden it for me. He was so prophetic to the point that he knew everything, but there was something he didn't know. Listen, you can be intelligent in your class. You can be smart in the course you are doing. You can be smart in how to keep your body shape, how to keep your breast shape. Aye! Do you know that there are many things you know to keep? Now, how to keep your bottle shape is there. You know, the exercise you do, you have bottles, do you know? You know. There are many things you know. When you do, you get a certain resource. But there are some things God has said you don't know. Your pastor doesn't know. Your lecturer doesn't know. Your doctor doesn't know. There are some things no man knows, not even angels. Let me tell you the truth. Humble yourself. Never think you know everything. What be alone, man? Just what be? Article twenty-five, verse four. I put it to you. Hey! Ask the same person to quote a scripture from Leviticus. Lebe, 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 lebe. Oh, let me say lebe to Hegai. I say, hey, na Hegai, your Bible. Oh, only. No one. These things. Kaba. Hey, listen. He said, no one knows these things. There are some things men know. There are some things doctors know in your body. But they don't know everything. In the wisdom of God, he made men to know some things, not all things. That is what the Bible says. With God, all. But with man, some, not all. Am I preaching to somebody? With a doctor, some sicknesses can go, but not all sicknesses. <laughs> yeah, with your boyfriend, some money can be given, not all money. Yeah, your boy can say, Oh, baby, let me see. And your wife will say, Oh, baby, is bay. Take a guarantee. Say! Doctors know some things in your body, lawyers know some things in the law. Drivers know some path to Accra. Pilots know some things. You see, men know some things, 
but with God all. With God all. And listen, you see, today I was thinking, eh, from last week till now, I've been thinking about so many things. So many things. My brother, so many things oh, were running through my mind. Like, I've been thinking about so many things. And today when I was praying, the Lord said, no one knows. And I said, Lord, give me a scripture. And he gave me the scripture. Because, I mean, how many of you trusted your body to a doctor because you realized that the doctor knows somebody? How many of you went to the hospital and the doctor said, I think it is cardiochorosis. Hey! One person said, doctor, we are on my body. Yeah, cardiochorosis. Why your body? No, you are too needy. Cardiochorosis. Yeah, cardiovascular. How many realize that your mothers leave home very happy and they come home and they don't even eat, they sleep? Because you don't know what you do. You don't know what you do. Cardiocascorectus. That's an video. You are laughing at me because he's a medical person. So you understand that what I'm saying is not there, but I'm, I'm putting it there. It is. It is. It's a word. Cardiocascorectus. Cardio. I had it is discovered today. That's what I'm saying. No one knows. Doctors don't know everything. So I just discovered a new name. Cardio cascoratis. Aye. Aye. Skuntus kumbuskus. My God. There are things men have idea as to when they will happen, as to how they will happen, and as to where they will happen. As to how they will happen, as to when they will happen, and as to that's why they can even predict it will rain at four. To one say before that, it was hey, weather forecast girl, you're good. Ah. She is telling what she knows. But God, in his wisdom, has not made known. That's what the Bible says. The prophet said, We see in part. And we prophesy in part. It simply means we see what has been revealed. Now, if it has been revealed, that means we have a revealer. Am I preaching to somebody? There are things men have idea as to when they will happen. The hour, the day, the month. How many of you know your birthday? How many, how many of you know your death day? I'm coming, I'm preaching, but you see, as a human being, you know when you were born, but you don't know when you will die. No prophet can tell you when you will die. No, listen, the prophet only has an ability to tell you when God gives them the ability. So no one knows when these things will happen, not even angels. And it even goes on to say, not even the son of man, only the father. So that means there are secrets only God knows. There are things about your life only God knows. No doctor knows details of how your body is made. Do you know that there are things doctors only try to help? That's why there are times you need miracles. That means you need only God to help you. Receive the help of God in the name of Jesus. And there are also things no one knows when they will happen. Men may have an idea about the weather and other things. But no man has an idea as to how they will die. Now I'm talking about no one knows when he or she will die. I know messages like this, most of you don't like it. But you see, when you hear messages like this, it helps you to adjust yourself to many things. Do you know that Satan's greatest excitement is to see you live life as though there is no end? So when you come level 100 as a student, you will start living life as though there is no level 400. Or if you, when you begin the semester, you begin and you do things as though there is no end of sin. It is when they tell you there is end of sin, that's when you begin to compile all the slides. No, I'm from where you say, Chale, Chale, hey, Mr. Idiano, lecture three, lecture four, lecture 24. I remember the last time I stepped my foot there. It was when we were going to write statistics, level 100. Free my uncle will be, I have to go for my money. 
Men have idea as to when the weather can appear. Oh, today the, the climate in Kumasi is going to be this. Even when you are in a flight, the pilot will tell you, um, sorry, we are about to land, but the climate in Kumasi is this, that, that. You'll be in a plane very soon. You see, as I'm preaching, some of you have, you have imagined VIP bus. I'm talking about plane. plane. Oh. Listen, I'm not talking about VIP bus. Plane, do this. As we are doing this, somebody's buying you free tickets. The moment you are in the plane, do you know what the pilot will tell you? Hello, is that they will tell the climate where they'll be flying into. And when they're about to get to Kumasi, they, I've been in it, that's what I'm telling you, so don't be shocked. You'll be flying with me very soon. Receive free tickets, free tickets. I said, you are sitting now, eh? Okay. Lord, give them free tickets, free tickets. Yeah, at least plain. God gave human wisdom to do it. You go fly some. Some of you, I see, even having your your wedding in a plane. You and your husband to be here. You will chapter a private jet. Oh, every my God, receive it in the name of Jesus. Yeah, private jet only you and your husband. There he can do whatever he wants to do. Hey. So in that private plane, when God gives you permission, hey, it will be a touching moment. There's a guy looking at me as though he doesn't understand what I'm saying. But there are the people before they even the plane take us. They will roll like a lion. They will bounce on the guy. And by the time the guy says, Jack, the wig is off. Hey! It is happening very soon. So the pilot can tell you the weather in Kumasi. But if I were you, go and ask the pilot, please, when will you die? You are telling me weather you didn't create. You are telling me when it is raining. You are telling me all these things. But do you know when you will die? That is why the Bible says, no one knows. No one. Doctors can't pray. They can say, maybe he may die in some months later, but they can't tell you the day, the hour, and the time. That is why nobody can tell me when you slept yesterday night. You can say I slept around, but you can't give me the exact time you slept. That exact time is a mystery only God can decode. Are you clapping or you're slapping? No one. I am emphasizing to you and I today. You and I don't know when we will die. Death is an appointment, whether you like it or not, it has been booked already for you. Can I repeat it? Death is an appointment, whether you like it or not, before you were born, it was booked. Do you know that I can book my flight for next year? Next two years. Those abroad, booking next two years, not all. Two years, next two years, I just went to you. Because we're in time to war. Before you were born, God had already booked your appointment with death. Every one of you here knows you will die, but none of you here knows when you will die. <laughs> it's dangerous. I know I will die. You know you will die. But as to when, as to how, and as to where, you don't know. Now the question is, since we don't know when we will die, since we don't know how we will die, and since we don't know when the death will take place, what should we do? It may have not occurred. Give me, give me, give me, give me. Today is an emergency message. My brother, it may not have occurred to you. Do you know that you are living life as though there is no death? Every one of us here. We live every day, never thinking of death. How many of us, who thought about death today? It, it will not give you okay. We are thinking about how you propose to the girl at a garden, botanical gardens. We are thinking about your honeymoon. How the guy will kiss you. Hey! Stop giving me some romance sister face. Because I know if I ask you, do you want to be romance sister? You say no. Or should I close? Death is one of the things we must think about every day. The disciples didn't want to hear Jesus talk about it. But he spoke about it every day. He spoke about it. One way to live life purposefully is to think about when you will die. Anytime it occurs to you, you will die one day. You live well because 
You see, it tells you you will end. So prepare well. But the reason why many of us are wasting life is because it has never occurred to us when we will die. If this great footballer knew that he was going to end in Turkey, do you think he would have gone? Who would who would ever pick a car knowing that that car crash? Let God humble you. One thing you must humble yourself in life is, you see, when God sees you doing gra gra, come to church, you don't want to come to church, do something for God, you don't want to do something for God. It's like we have to beg you, we have to bag you away. Oh my God, oh my Lord, oh my King, oh my Master, Alpha and Omega, beginning and the end. You are the sweetest of the sweet. You are the toffee in my kube. Hey! There are some of you, we have to tell you many things before you even pick up yourself to come to church. One service. Spend 15 minutes, talk to you. You have not come to this crusade, that's why you're acting that way. No one knows, not even human beings, when, how, hour, day, time. I was there and I was praying and I went to somebody's room. I said, my brother, come, I have something to share you. Because I don't know when I will die. So any revelation I get, I share it as soon as possible. So that I don't die with my revelation. My God. Today, 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 today. Why is the person laughing like that? I don't want to talk. You are making them see you. And one was ironing his shirt. And I said, listen, we don't have much time. I told them today. We don't have much time. Who began an exam thinking you have more time? Until the invigilator told you 10 minutes was it. Hey! How many of you it has happened to you before? You are still number one. They say answer four questions. Now number one, you are number one A. And under the number one way, you have one A, I, 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 V. Hey! I've been there. I was no. Now for they were easy. Oh, yeah, that's easy. I've been out to the. Now it's Because I have a reset. One day I You felt you had. Thank God. If you put on a tough man, I made the idea. Yeah, she did this. She didn't know the money was going to fall. And the money has fallen. No one knows. No one. You see, when you are talking to a guy and you are doing, hey, brother, please, I anger time. Hey? hey! You tell him, please, have you listened to Pastor Chas' podcast? Sister, no one knows, so agree and let us go away. Hey! Agree, agree, agree. Say yes and let us go. You never know when you will die. I never know when we will die, so let us do it and let's go. Let me marry you, be the mother of my children. Say yes, yes to my children, yes to the future, and let us. You were writing an exam and you thought there was much time. Many of us are writing the exams of life. Yeah. Do you know that being in university is a stage in your life? But you don't know. You are writing an exam. Primary was a stage. Nursery was a stage. Yeah. You are in stages. Some of you, there was a stage your ambit didn't grow anything. You even applied rob, but nothing robbed. Yeah. Nothing robbed. Some of you on your penis, you apply rub. What you are doing? You are dying. Because it was not your season yet. You were forcing the, the grounds to bear your best. Bear. My God. How many guys can bear witness with me? You apply rub. It's a Oh, how many guys can bear witness with me? You've applied rub there before. There is a guy here. There is a guy here. When we came level 100, I knew, I knew the state of his beard. Ah! Three weeks later, suddenly. And I said, my brother, I know you. We are all in grade one. How did you jump to grade 20? And do you know what he told me? It's not by mind, not by power. Emmanuel Kramper, what do you think? He didn't have beard. I don't know where it, it appeared from. If he just, I will, I will show him that he had picture we took. 
There was nothing there. And you tell me, say, Omani has tried yet. He has tried all manner of beard. Nothing they work. No one knows why it is not growing. Say! The same way, when you start an exam, I mean, something will deceive you, make you think you have more time. So waste all the time in answering one question. Yeah. The same way, if you don't take care, life will make you think you have more time to live. Yeah. So enjoy, have sex, you know, blow girls. Yeah, masturbate, watch pornography, go out. Listen, I'm telling you, that's what the Bible says. I did not write the Bible. Your uncle did not write it. Our aunties do not. God wrote the Bible. And he said, no one knows when these things will happen. There are some things about to happen in your life. No prophet will see it. I'm telling you today, no matter how accurate he is, no one knows when. Elijah and Elisha, they were working together. Elisha knew that one day, a chariot will carry the fire away. But he never knew when, which day. The Bible says, whilst they were talking and walking, suddenly, suddenly, God will not tell you everything. He will tell you some things. Everything is for him. Some things are for you. Ah. Are you clapping for the Holy Ghost? God will not tell Melody. Melody, listen. If you went God to Hezekiah, you are going to die. God didn't tell him which day he was going to die. God just told him, you are going to die. As to which day, it is reserved for me. But I want you to know you are going to die. As to which day, which hour, which means you will die. Nobody knows. So humble yourself, my brother. Humble yourself. If that great footballer knew that that turkey would have been his end, he wouldn't have gone. Please, humble yourself. Oh. If you knew how you would die, it will shock you that you will humble yourself. If you knew. You see? If you knew that, you see? A guy came to Ghana for a funeral. He had a major program. Major program in the US. Worship program. Only to come for some days and going back. In the air, once they were in the air, he started gasping for air. <laughs> And they say, is there any doctor here? Is there? If the guy had known that he'd been on the flight, he would have stayed in Ghana. He would have stayed. Has it ever occurred to you as to how you would die? If this girl knows that her death is going to take place on her honeymoon day, will she go? Will she go? She will not die in her honeymoon. She will enjoy. Say enjoy. As we are saying, God will make you enjoy. I'm asking a question. If you can tell me the answer, I'll give you my momo pin. Do you know when you will die? Do you know how you will die? And do you know where the death will take place? What's in the prayer mobile? Those who always think of themselves highly should remember this question and let it humble them. No one knows when, not even your mother. I'm repeating it. The Bible says not even angels. There are things angels don't know. They only know what God tells them to because they are servants. How many of you have a maid in your house? A maid. Stand, stand. If you have a maid, stand. Does the maid know everything in the house? She only knows what has been assigned to her. She doesn't know the rest at which, I mean, the rest of the things your father wants to do. That's the same way. Men of God, angels, and all these personalities don't know many things about God. As to when I will die, I don't know. As to when I will die, the angel God has given to me now, he doesn't know. Hey, I mean, our family prophet. Ah, I mean, 
Is it not amazing? Nobody knows. How many people realize it has never really occurred to you as to when you will die, how you will die, and where? I know I will die, but God, please let me know. Is it going to be through sickness? Is it going to be through a plane crash? Is it going to be through a gunshot? Is it going to be through food poisoning? No one. Hmm. Hmm. I'm serious. It is thinking that takes things out of your life. Those who don't think always think. But we say not say that. Boom, 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 boom. Those who don't think will always think. Yeah. How many of you don't like mass? Mathematics. You don't like it. Because you don't like it because you don't understand. Who loves mass and enjoys solving mathematics? Aha. Uh-huh. You see, they didn't. Please, when I preach, when I ask this question, just hide. You are environmental study student. Town council. Say no one knows. Look at your neighbor. Look into the eyes of the person. And say, Charlie, with all your beauty, do you know when you die? No, okay. By the way, ask the person a question. Do you know you will die? You see, the person doesn't even want to hear. Just tell the person, I can put it this way. Tell the person, do you know one day you will stop breathing? If she's a girl you are crashing on, just tell her, my brother and sister, over Kaya's account. Then, Pastor Charles message Hey! When I said that, a lady looked back and said, he looked at the guy and said, he said, yes, yes, yes. Many, many people went to sleep with many plans. I will do this when I grow up. I will do this. Like many students, even the student who died. The student who died. I believe that he had plans for the next day. But he didn't know. He didn't know. Do you know what should humble you to serve God? You don't know everything. You only know some things. Don't be deceived by the little things you know that you know everything. It is pride and it is devilish to think you know everything. When actually you know some things. If you are brilliant in class, that's not me in the spirit you are brilliant. You can be academically sound and spiritually foolish. And you can be spiritually sound and academically foolish. There must be a balanced diet. You can be with a big breast, a big buttocks, big, 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 big. But if your God is not big, you are a fool. Yeah. What would a man gain if he gains the whole world and yet loses his soul? That simply means that it can be possible to build the best, to be the best, to be the richest and be the poorest before God. It is possible. You see, I just came to throw the question to him, boom. That as you are going, you start thinking, hey, do you know that it has never occurred to you when you will die? It only occurs to you how you're going to make money, how you're going to get, how you're going to, 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 how now, serve God now as if you are dying tomorrow. Serve God now. Phil, don't give me that crap, excuses, that foolish nonsense, stupidity, excuses. I ain't got time. My cast is, is, is tight. The cast, the cast I'm doing. The cast I'm doing. It, it doesn't give me time. In a plus, I'm doing computer engineering. Yeah. I need computer engineering. You know, my letters are very tight. You know, suppose you don't understand. You know, you did tourism. I am doing computer engineering. And you don't know that they, huh? If you knew when you would die, you would stop the computer engineering and start preaching now. If you know. Do you know that when it dawns on you, you are going to die soon? You stop everything. One day. I said one day. One rich man was connected to a, a very prominent man of God. And the man of God was encouraging the rich man. Serve God. I mean, give to the ministry. The man said, oh, later, 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 later. And one day, one sickness struck the man, and the man knew that he was never recovering again. 
the man knew that he was not going to recover again. And you know what he did? He called the pastor and said, please come. I really want to see. The pastor didn't want to go. He said, come, come, come. come. He said, I will not come. And the pastor got there. When he got there, the man said, please, I'm giving all my money out. The man said, why? The pastor asked the man, why? He said, the doctor said, I will not make it. I will not. Since I will not make it, I will not need my money, so use it. When we say serve God, we are not trying to say serve as well. When we say come to church, it's like a student who doesn't like class but want to pass an exam. Who bore you by mistake? Now, since we... Now, I'm preaching to you. Listen, today, I had three messages I wanted to preach. Three. I wanted to preach about how to increase in wisdom. But I realized that no matter what I preach, if I think twice... Do you know why some of you make foolish decisions in life? You make stupid decisions. You don't want to listen to anybody. When we say, don't do this, hey, allow me. Never let that statement come out of your stinky mouth. Do you know why I'm saying your mouth is stinky? Do you know why? I'm not insulting you. You see, you are even telling yourself you have a stinky mouth because when you wake up, the first thing you do is you brush. Because you know if you don't brush, who you talk to, they will collapse. That means naturally speaking. Now, how many of you poo pooed without cleaning their anus? You are the most beautiful guy. So, me when I poo poo, I don't clean. You see how you can impact Tiro negatively. Yeah. It is a white Tiro. But the moment it touches some part of your body, you change the color. It tells you you are not clean as you think. There is an aspect of you, even Tiro can reveal your stinkiness. Tiro. Oh, me me obako ko bene, me me didi na wana ho. Me 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 the fruits na me die. Why is it fee? But then I said me me didi mo. I'm on diet, herbal life. Yet Tiro can humble you. Say nobody knows. Ecclesiastes chapter 12 verse 1. Now since no one knows, what should we do since I don't know when I'm going to die? What should Manel do? What should Melody do? What should Kelvin do? What should Eunice do? There is something you must do since you don't know when you will die. Hey? You see, your father is dead, right? My father is dead. 2019. He died on Saturday early in the morning, around 9. The day I got to the hospital, bam! I saw my father. He was lying down lifeless. There was no oxygen. He was covered in a rope. He was in a pampas. I'm telling my father, Mr. Joseph Edward Inyaba, my father who was once active, who was once handsome young man. When you look at me, you can know that my father was handsome. Am I preaching to somebody? But that very Saturday, 6th June 2019, was the day now, he knew Kuba Kavakata. He knew when he was born. But he didn't know that his hand was going to come by. He falling on from a bed to the ground. My father was collapsed. He went unconscious for six days. Monday, Tuesday, he never spoke. He never acted. He could not talk. He could not see. He could not. My father never knew that was how he was going to end. I'm not joking by preaching this message. I am telling you early because the Bible says, remember now, your creator. Now, not tomorrow. Stop procrastinating your work with God and say, I'll be spiritual tomorrow. I'll be serious with God tomorrow. Eh? If you knew what lies ahead, you start preparing now. Whenever I talk about my dad, I feel like crying. Because that season was a tough moment. I had prayed on Sunday evening and on Monday because I prayed so much in the night so I didn't wake up early on a Monday I woke up with so many calls from my big brother my sister my mother they were all calling me so I was wondering what has happened that early Monday morning was the beginning of terror in my father's life that Monday morning was the turning moment. It's like, was the turning moment. When I say turning, it was the moment my father never knew that he was not going to see the sun again. There is a time coming you will not see the sun again. You will not be able to utter. Listen, humble yourself. Oh. 
Oh, they are not here preaching. Sometimes when we are preaching to some people, they make us look like foolish. It's like it's like Noah in the days of Noah. When Noah was preaching, the Bible says some people gave themselves into drinking and marriage. And it's happening in our day. And about when you go, so when you go on, Matthew, the Bible says, and it shall be like the day of son of the Noah. When we say work for God, you think you have more time. My father, Monday, we had to put porridge in a tube. He could not talk. My mother would go and stand at the tip of the bed and mention my father's name, Joe. My mom, my mom used to call my father Joe. Joseph, you cut it short. You know when you're in love, you cut your husband's name short. Joe. So when I go there, my mom was crying. I said, why? He said, well, dad, I said, don't worry, she's going to be fine. When I went there, I go go teaching hospital. I told her, he could not talk, nothing. He could not urinate. They had to put a tube sideways. And now, from that Monday till Saturday, I remember the Monday he slept down. And the doctor said, they can't do anything about it. This a man who could do everything Saturday, Friday. But he didn't know that a Sunday was going to be a turning moment. That is why today I am preaching to you and I. You don't know when. So take God serious. Don't be deceived by your youthful moment. Don't be deceived by your young moment. It is a moment Satan can crush you and waste your life. So we took him in an ambulance. I go, go. you know how to uh, Ambulance. And I was in the ambulance with my kid brother. The video is still on my tablet. I can show it to you guys. And I remember when we were in the, should I close? When we were in the ambulance going from Atosu Agogo to, they said there is something around, sometimes around about there is where you can scan your head. Something, something, huh? I don't know, but we wanted to know what was happening because Everything was gone off. He was off. And we're in the ambulance. Wow, wow, wow. Hey, I never knew that there was... Like, how many have seen ambulance passing by? But who has ever imagined himself in an ambulance before? Never. I never knew a day is coming. I will be with my own biological father in an ambulance whereby I look at my father's eye. He looks at me. I talk to him. He can't talk back to me. I never knew. You never know when you go. You better be serious. Friday, my mom slept and threw out. She didn't bath. All she was thinking about was her husband should be free. So she will, we all go home. And I had my wonderful family clap for them. On my name, Junior. They were all standing with me in prayer that we believe that your father will come back to life. I believe their faith. I love their faith. They stood in me, prayed with me. I mean, and they'll call me in checkup. And I was also at the, uh, and he was at the red. When you've been to a conference before, the red means danger. Like, it means last stop. We don't know what will happen. And now when I entered the hospital, my father was on the third bed. The woman who was on the fourth bed there, eh? in pampers with machines, anyone who has gone to the red will tell you, there's queen, queen. When you enter, that's the only noise you hear. Queen, queen. With machines all over. Friday, a doctor called me. Please buy this medicine. They knew my father would die, but they were still making us waste money. I rushed to the soldier line gate. I rushed down there. There was where the soldiers stand before they let you enter. There was a pharmacy shop. I rushed. I bought a medicine equivalent to almost about six hundred to nine hundred Ghana cities. Yeah. The Friday before the Saturday, he died. Bought the medicine. Took it there the next day. When I got there. I remember the nurse's name. His name is Mr. Lewis. He's my friend now. He became my friend because of my father. He said, Charlie, bro, daddy couldn't make it. So quickly, I had to go out and attach wisdom because if my mother had had it at the hospital, she would have collapsed or something. So I had to apply wisdom and say, oh, my brother said he should go. My, you, know, you know, mothers have the people they are also attached to. I said, my brother, who is a lawyer? I told him so. My brother said, go home and go and rest. No, my father had died though. He died around 9. So my mom had to go home. We broke the news to her around 8 p.m. When she had eaten, sleep and everything. That's when we broke the news to him. My father was born on a wonderful day. But he never knew that. When he's about to die, he will go for six days. 
Do you know how you die? Do you know when you die? Sometimes who preach Angophobia. Even you see, hey, be thankful in your life. Eh? Are you listening to me? Be thankful in your life that you have somebody pushing you towards God. Because the best gift ever is God, not a car. The best gift. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 1. Now, since no one knows when, what should I do? Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 1. Don't let the excitement of youth cause you to forget your creator. Don't let the excitement, sexual excitement, financial excitement, don't let any youthful excitement, going to the club is a form of excitement, having sex, doing all sorts of nonsense is called excitement. And Solomon is advising us, don't let any form of art excitement uh -huh. cause you to forget your creator. Cause you. That simply means that eh, anything will cause excitement eh, if it does not push us towards God, it's an enemy to our work with God. Anything you say, oh, this thing is exciting. If it does not push you into God and it takes you out of God, if that guy is pushing you out of God, if that girl is pushing you out of God, know that you are in an enemy relationship. I will never be friends with anyone who can ever encourage me to walk with God. Am I wasting your time? Don't let your youthful excitement. Sex is exciting. Having somebody touch your breast is exciting. Having somebody kiss you is exciting. But the Bible says that don't let your youthful excitement do what? Cause you to forget your creator. Cause you to forget God. That is why some people, some young guys, some young girls, when the moment they come to the university and they start entering some relationship, they stop their church duties. They were once singers in church, but the moment they get into relationships, they forget about church. Remember this. Anything that takes you out of God is an enemy you must fight with now. Another person will say, remember now. Not tomorrow. Remember. My dear Mimi, remember God now. You see your beautiful face, it will not last to 30 years. I'm telling you, look at your mother and live well for God now. Guys will see you because they are seeing a young girl. Who is? Your breast is standing, your buttocks is standing, so they are seeing something fresh. Nobody would want to buy a fresh sugar that is expired. The woman is that's why some some old man will be chased. Has old man chased you before? Huh? Has an old man chased you before? Huh? I'm serious. Yeah. An old man. Who can be your father? Because he has seen a fresh mango. You want to squeeze it. Yeah. Fresh mango. Fresh apple. But you see, remember your mother was once fresh like you. And your father squeezed it. Look at how your mother has become. So it tells you how hard your father's hand are. Yeah, it's like fried egg. Since we don't know when, what should we do? The Bible says in Ecclesiastes, remember now your creator in the Remember now. God gave me five points everybody must remember in life. That is why we are called the Hope Revival Church. Hope. Out me. Do you know one of my prayers today? I told God when I was closing my prayer, I said, Lord, deliver me from lying and deliver me from not speaking the truth. Nobody can give me any money and say, Pastor Charles takes it. You give me money so I can't preach you the truth. Ask him. Then you drive me so I can't tell you the truth. So you are buying me with your car. I'd rather walk. But the best gift I am to you is for you to do good to me and I still tell you the truth. Yeah. Remember, my brother, you see how young you are? Is your father young? He was once like you. Remember now. Remember now. Don't waste your time, my dear. A time is coming in when you come out of your body, when you look at your body, you ask yourself so many questions. The greatest regret eh, is to end in hell and regret in hell. But do you know that there are regrets you can make a U-turn. But there are regrets in eternity you can never make a U-turn. There are people who enter heaven and still wish to come on earth and do some things. I'm telling you. Remember now, since no one knows when, 
he or she will die. What are the things we should remember now before we die? Number one, remember, since we don't know when we will die, we should remember that we did not create ourselves, we have a creator. So that's what the Bible says. Remember now your creator. Am I talking to somebody? Remember now your... That means the number one thing every one of you should put in your heart at the back of your brain is God first. Tell somebody God first. Hey, tell somebody God first. Genesis 1.26 And God said, let us make man. So you did not create yourself. Somebody created you. Now, if somebody created you, now every creator has a purpose for his creation. Every creator has a purpose for his creation. So if God created you, there is a purpose why he created you. Nobody appeared on his own. Somebody brought you. So number one thing you must remember, you are not on your own. Somebody created you. Number two, remember now because you were created for a purpose. So number one, somebody created you. So remember the one who created you. Number two, for instance, when you are employed in a company, do you do what you want? You do what you were employed for. So number one, remember as an employee, somebody employed you. So you are living to please your employer. Number two, you must do what you were employed for. Imagine you were employed as a secretary when you were doing a gateman job. Tell somebody, remember now, remember now. Hey, I said, tell somebody, remember now. Number two, you were created for a purpose. Remember now that you were created for a purpose. Remember every creation has a creator. Parkour has a creator. That is God. And God created Parkour for a purpose. God did not create you to come and do what you want. God created you to come and do what he wants. Number three. Remember now to pursue. After you discover what you are created for, pursue it. Pursue it. You wanted a, a job. They've given you the job. Now when you go to the workplace, you sleep. That's the attitude of some Ghanaians. message. I just had a dream about you and you were giving me a flower and I want to return the flower to you. Hey! So number one, remember your creator. Number two, you were created for a how many of you have realized that you were created for a purpose? Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. What does it say? Then God said, let us make man in our image. Who said? Who said? Who said? Never make any decision without God. Never make any decision without Never make a move without Never go into a relationship without And God what God says must matter to your life more than what you say. I think the guy is my crush. Eh? Crush. Oh, yeah, can when you crash. Oh, yeah, glass more crash. And God said, So what God is saying must matter than what your boyfriend is saying. My babe said, I should stop the church. Eh? Babe. Remember now your creator. Number two. You were created for a. What was a full creator for? For calls, for videos, for chatting. So everything any creator creates is for a purpose. Mark do the castles of Mark. He created Facebook for a purpose. For connection, for friendship, for something. TikTok, that was a purpose. Why do we marry? For a purpose. Why are you on campus? For a purpose. God also created you for a purpose. Yeah. You didn't just come on earth to come and do what you want. How can God create you to come and worship him and you are worshiping Satan with your body? You have sex when you want, who you want to, you kiss. You say, as far as I'm in a relationship with him, I must do something for him. Foolish care. Stupid boy too. Foolish boy and foolish care. Foolish Nyanus. I'm telling you. Can you beat me? If you beat me, God will beat you. Remember to pursue the purpose of God. After discovering that you were created for a purpose, remember to start pursuing it. When you discover what God created you for, you start running towards it. Don't ignore God's purpose to pursue your own agenda. Why am I saying this? Genesis chapter 2 verse 15. Genesis 2 15. Read, read. 
Then the Lord God took the man and put After him. God made man, God took man and did what? Put him in the garden of Eden. So I am God. I created you and God put him in where? In where? So that means after God created, there was a place he placed you. There's a place. Where did he place you? In a garden. So God created man for a purpose. You were created for a purpose. God created man and put him in there. So there's a place God has put you. Discover it and pursue it. Since you don't know when you die, discover it and pursue it. Genesis 2.17 Genesis 2.17 uh-huh. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now, when God creates you for a purpose, he gives you instruction in purpose. So, when God put man in the garden, he told man, don't do this. So, anytime your creator creates you, there are things he tells you not to do. That is why God will tell you, run away from what youthful lust. Yeah, it's a command. It's not a suggestion. God tell you not to fornicate. It's not a, it's a, it's a command. Refuse to do it to attract the judgment of God. After the one creator tells you, don't do this. Don't go about sleeping with people. Don't go to a club. That's not where God planted you. God planted you in his garden. And where the presence of God is not, don't be there. Don't be there. Now, number four. Remember to serve the purpose. After discovering the purpose and after pursuing the purpose, you must serve the purpose. Remember now to serve the purpose of God or the kingdom with your abilities. Anytime a creator creates something, they give them the abilities to run the purpose. Remember to serve the purposes of God with your abilities. Since you don't know when you will die, serve now. Because you never know whether yours will be tomorrow. Yeah. Hello. John 6, 38. Then our last point that we go. John 6, 38. For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. Jesus said, I have come down from where? From where? Heaven. From where? Heaven. From where? Heaven. My brother, you came from a place who? And you did not come to do what you want. You came to do what you told you to come and do. Jesus said, I have come down from where? Heaven. Not to do my own will. Not to do my own will. But the will of him who sent me. But the will of him who sent me. Now you see, whatever man sows, you reap. But don't forget, when you sow a corn of maize, you don't reap only one. You reap more. So as you are stealing from your parents, know that you are. man that because the hostel is 4,000, my sister, and so someone took to you. In 2000, Mary. What are you why, why are you killing your parents? Meanwhile, you know that they getting money is not easy. You are a wicked human being to do that, I'm telling you. Because you know the thing is 2,000, why are you saying 5,000? Do you know where your parents will get the money from? And you do Photoshop. And add goofies up. What did God do to Cain when he killed Abel? What did God do? The Bible said, God appeared and said, your brother's blood is crying from the ground to me. So sometimes, eh, our mother's tears always cries against our progress. Your own mother's tears. Because what can say? Because what can say? My 5,000. I didn't say 1,005. So it was the pressure. No, listen to me. Some of you are the reason your parents are sick. Yeah, tells me, I'll stop saying that because I don't know why God is not answering me. You fucking boy. <laughs> I said you are a fucking boy. Read that point again. For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. Not to do my own will. Since you don't know when you die, do the will of God before he calls you. Now the last point is remember now because you will be judged you will be judged I know you don't want to hear that but I'm telling you Hebrews 9.27 let's go Hebrews 9.27 uh-huh. and as it is appointed for men to die once but after this judgment so how many realize that Jesus died at, at long last with all the magic he did the miracles he did he died at last so with all the things you will do there is a day you will die 
and it is appointed for every man to die once. And after death, there is what? Judgment. Every one of you here, God will judge you. Number one, God will judge you whether you did what he told you to do. You lived the life he told you to live. You went where he told you to go. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10. The last scripture. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. That each we one must all. Nobody can escape the judgment of God. Your father is who? Is what? When God appears, everybody must appear. So we must all appear before where? The judgment seat of Christ. So every one of us, as we all sit here, whether you like it or not. Now, let me, let me say this. If you like live for God, if I don't live for God, if I be pure, if I don't be pure, if I fornicate, if I don't fornicate, whether you like it or not, one day you will die. One day God will judge you. It's me, no what? Knowing that one day you will die, why don't you do the right thing now? So that when you now, since you don't know when you will even die, live every day as if you will be dying tomorrow. Since you don't know when, I don't know if I'm making sense. Since I don't know which day I will die, let me live every day as though I'll be dying tomorrow. So that when I die today, which I'm not dying today, because rapture can even come at any time. Whether you will die or rapture, God will judge you. So since you don't know when you will die, why don't you live every day prepared? Why don't you live every day pursuing the agenda of God? Why don't you live every day pursuing souls? Why don't you live every day doing the work of God? Why don't you live every day since you don't know which day you will die? Hey, Apostle, man, press up too much. And I did say, I say, hey, hey, you can bring your resignation letter and go and do whatever you have to do. You'll be doing what you have to do. I have to also, I'll be doing what Maybe you may die before me, or I may die before you, but whoever dies first, we all will be God. Read the scripture again, let's close. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, uh -huh. that each one may receive the things done in the body. That each one may receive everything done in the so that means whatever you do with your body, God is marking it. Tick. You kiss the boy, tick. You kiss the girl, tick. You, you touch the breast, tick. Lick the breast, tick. Anywhere you are licking, God is marking. You lick, he marks. Yeah, I lick it, lick it, lick it down. You, you be licking. She will break your mind out of man and nothing in the night. Adana Lewa. God will judge your tongue. <laughs> Lift on your feet and let's close. Lift up your hands. What did I preach about today? What did I preach about today? No one knows what. When you since you don't know when you die, what are you supposed to remember? Number one. Look into those and tell me that means, huh? Since Manel doesn't know when she will die, she must remember now her creator. Number two, remember you were created for a purpose. Number three, pursue that purpose. Number four, number five, you'll be judged. Three, you'll be judged though. God will judge you where you go. Those who are watching secret polo. Lift up your and talk to God. Lord, I don't know when I'm going to die. Help me to please you with my later life. Even if you live thousand years, Methuselah Don't be so much consumed about the wedding you are going to. Be consumed with the love of God. Love of God. My God. She's going to be a bride. She's thinking about the weak. No! Think about pursuing the purpose of God. Purpose, purpose. Serve the purpose. Pursue. Lift up your hands and talk to God. Now listen to me. You don't even know when you're going to die. Lord, I don't know when. So help me to live every day prepared. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Lift up your voice and pray. Listen, death is not something I'm supposed to joke with. And after life is not something I'm supposed to. Every eye closed. Every eye closed. Lift up your hands and talk to God. Are you talking to God? Every eye closed. If you are here, you realize that when I was preaching, you are so far from God. Give me a wave, let me pray for you. You realize you have not given your life to Jesus. You realize that. You see, you realize that you don't know when you will die. And after that, there is judgment. Every eye closed. You want to surrender your life to God. Give me a wave. I want to pray for you.
Give me a wave. I'm, it's an opportunity to reconnect to God. When I was preaching, I realized that God was talking to you. You want me to pray for you? Give me a wave. Give me a wave. I want to pray for you right now. My time is up. Give me a wave. You realize that you are far from God. Give me a wave. Wave it. Wave it. Let God see you are serious today. Forget about who you are looking at. Who. You want to be serious with God. You realize that you've been living your own life. You've been doing your own things. But today, you want to make a U-turn. Don't look at your friend. Life is a personal affair. It's an individual affair. When God appears now, we will all appear before God. Don't touch, don't touch. Just allow me. Now, my brother, lift up your hands to Jesus. And say with me, Father. Please, those say, stay with me, Father. Today, by your word, I have come to realize that I don't know when I will die. And I've realized you created me for a purpose. Today, wash me with your blood. Forgive me of all my sins. I renounce my ways. Please say it. I renounce my ways. And I rededicate my life to you. Forgive me. Write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. God bless you. God bless you for listening to this message. May your life never be the same as you have connected to the word of God through his servant, Pastor Charles Inyaba. Connect with the man of God on Facebook and Instagram at Inyaba Charles.